you have a lot of desires. It's not going to go away. It's not that woo-woo hippie magic that your desire is the root of all evil. Dude, we all have desires. And I hate when people with these vision boards are like, oh, I have no desires. <laughs> and they go to some yoga retreat. Not that I'm hating on that. It's just <laughs> like dude, everyone has desires and it's okay to have desires. But what you really have to do is find that one desire to really work on. Welcome to Mind the Words, where we break down quotes from thought leaders, past and present, to help with the growth mindset. This week's quote comes from entrepreneur and investor Naval Ravikant. He is the co-founder, chairman, and former CEO of AngelList. He has invested early stage in over 200 companies and more than 10 unicorn businesses. By unicorn, I'm referring to a privately held startup company value at over $1 billion. In his popular How to Get Rich Rand, he says, desire is a contract that you make with yourself to be unhappy until you get what you want. For some context, Naval goes on to say, I don't think most of us realize that's what it is. I think we go about desiring things all day long and then we wonder why we're unhappy. I like to stay aware of it because then I can choose my desires very carefully. I try not to have more than one big desire in my life at any given time. And I also recognize it as an axis of my suffering. I realize the area where I'm chosen to be unhappy. So Jonathan, before asking the obvious, <laughs> tables have turned now, right? <laughs> and if you could rank things, would you be willing to share your number one desire with us? That thing you're willing to suffer an uncertain amount of time for? Yeah, I, um, I actually thought about this a lot, like before this podcast episode, and I was thinking that I had to keep asking myself why, why, why? Like just an example, I want money. That's my desire. Why? Right. Uh, right. Why do I want money? So I had to dig deep and I was like, all right, I want to take care of people and live a decently comfortable life. Why? Why do you want to do that? I want to make sure that I, I'm not seen as a perceived failure. <laughs> right. I want to be a provider. But why? And then it kind of boiled all the way down. I, I think of it more clearly now. My number one desire, which is uh, freedom, is the number one desire. And at first, you can say like, oh, well, money is the root of all evil or desire is the root of all evil and right. this and that. And I just think that's a bunch of woo-woo, hippie magic, like bullshit. <laughs> yeah. um, but also depends on the context, right? Um, of course, of course. So if I felt that I need money for extremely superficial things like a car and I didn't think deep and keep asking myself why, then money is just treating a symptom of the actual underlying desire that I want. So I had to dig really deep and think, why do I really want money? And it's because of this freedom of either it's also financial, it's also like mind freedom, and also freedom from a, just an example, job. So it's the number one most important desire, uh, or one of them at least, in my life that I'm trying to achieve now. So you got it when you said uh, with the context of just narrowing down, everyone has so many desires. Um, there's true. no way. Yeah, exactly. There's no <laughs> way to get rid of it. Right. And I was exactly thinking of that angle of how to approach this quote, which was the context of what you said, just narrowing it down to your most important desire and then working on that. And then once you achieve that, you do the same thing. But you have to know the why. For the longest time, I, I didn't know my why. And then 
I was just branching out, just getting so distracted. All right, now I need this. I need this. Another shiny object. Another shiny object. I, I need that. I need this. Like it never fucking stopped. Right. Yeah, that's my number one desire. Have you figured what uh, your number one desire is? I thought about it too. Um, health aside, because that's the obvious. I think most people would put that first, but we're gonna take that away. And because certain certainty is impossible aspiration, I would rank a sense of security as my top desire. I mean, life happens. Tomorrow isn't promised. We see that in nursing with no filter what happens. I want to be comfortable knowing that my family is comfortable. Um, if I, w if I wasn't here, obviously security and comfort involves more than money, but if I could cover that, I would make me feel better. Maybe an ego driven thing. I don't know, but I want to rest in peace. Um, and that would give me some peace. Um, so definitely it's the sense of security. It could be financial security for myself, even while I'm here, you know, looking at, looking in the distance to retirement, just feeling very secure. And I think that's what has driven. And I, I can't deny the fact that freedom, freedom plays a huge role. Yeah. And just to, I was thinking of how I linked this to the two people I look up to. And if this makes sense, don't make the desire your master. It should be your slave. It should be not something that you'll think you'll achieve just to crutch onto. So just an example. Oh, I think I'll be happy if, I, if I'm with this girl. Or I think I'll be happy. Uh, I know I'll get happy once I marry someone. Or I know I'll get happy once I get this job. So you're using this desire as a crutch. And it's not exactly your why. Right, correct. Yeah. Uh, you're not the master of that desire, if that makes sense. So I think if you approach a desire in a way that you think it'll make you happy, just an example, most likely once you achieve it, you most likely won't be. So that, that was going to be my next question. Is there a timeline or date to reach your desire or put differently, at what point would you abort? or decide to throw in your hands? Would you ever decide that I don't need freedom anymore since that's your number one goal? <laughs> or would I, you uh, always strive for it? I think I'll, I'll always strive for it, which is why like not a popular opinion, but I like America, honestly. <laughs> um, I like the idea of the freedom um, right. where my parents and her parents came from a place where there was no freedom. Um, and there's no freedom of speech, even at this moment in time in China, there is no freedom of speech, not saying I, we all completely have freedom of speech. We don't, I feel, um, but we definitely have more than them. Timeline wise, I know there'll be ups and downs, but I'm honestly very much enjoying what we're doing to try right. to achieve that freedom. So just to lay out the blueprint is like this podcast could be a way for us to go into the creator economy and create just content for audiences to come by and hopefully enjoy our content. And then we get paid maybe through sponsors or affiliates or something like that or whatever. Plan's not foolproof laid out right. yet. Of course. Eventually, like I would like to get away or at least have a safe haven away from work where like, right. oh, just an example, New York, where we're at, maybe it's a shit show right now. Maybe, oh, we might have the financial or freedom to move even right. whereas if you're if you have one source of income and you're stuck here then you have no choice you have no uh way of action to get out uh, just an example I, I completely understand i took it in context of this podcast as well or this form of media 
because I don't have a particular timeline and I don't have a desire to quit, but there are, I guess, three states to evaluate how we're doing. We're either standing still, right? Moving backward or moving forward. And I guess as long as you're moving forward, even the tiniest amount, imperceptible amounts, then it's showing progress because you can't really determine when, if and when things do go your way. Either way, we're building, and I told you this the other day, steel sharp and steel. We're building a skill, building a muscle to think and talk with a mic and camera on. Um, I'm having fun with it. Who knew that you were into quotes until you told me? And then I sent you a whole collection of quotes I've been collecting for a long time. Way more you than know? me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure there are other people out there that think this, the same way we do are interested in what we are and interested in and want to connect. Just to answer your question earlier about the timeline, mm-hmm. I think hopefully right. within the next three years, I'm hoping to be maybe not completely free, but hopefully <laughs> I, toward there. I think three years is a good time frame if if we're working pretty hard. And I literally like I feel this is another full time job. Um, <laughs> but you I'm are definitely yeah. <laughs> But I'm actually enjoying it. So in terms of okay. like you asking if if I would like maybe quit or not quit or uh, how do I know this would work or something like that, it's just uh, I think if it's an enjoyable, yeah, um, it'll definitely help. Um, I I no, think I as think long so as I yeah as long as I want to do this, as long as you want to do this, then it'll work. I think of it like school. If you just like, take for example, if you decided to go the nurse practitioner route, you wouldn't see your return for three to five years, you know, when you really think about it. To, so to expect anything different in our pursuit wouldn't be, wouldn't be the most <laughs> intelligent way to look at it. You have to look at the bigger picture, you know, you have to grow and develop yourself and then attract other people. And then you have all this backlog of video for people to absorb and see how you grew, you know, how we grew in general. And I think that goes for any project anyone works on. It doesn't necessarily have to do with podcasting or social media, but just anything. You have to just put in the work yeah. and take the time and see where it takes you. But like he said, I think the biggest thing I took from what he said, what really stood out to me was the word contract. And I say that because it's a fict- fictitious contract. If it was a real contract, we would actually stick with it. The problem is we do it for a month or two or three or four or a year and say, oh, something else is tickling my fancy. Even if you're making those tiny, that tiny progress that I'm talking about and you just abandon it, but that's, you were in the dip and you didn't come out of the dip. Yeah. And that's where success is on the other side. That's true. That kind of reminds me of these uh, New Year's resolutioners that just hoard the gym from January to March. (laughs) And then they quit after March. I know. (laughs) Every year. Dude, every Every year year. I hate going to the gym between January and March. I know. It's It's packed. (laughs) Super packed. Everyone trying to take their pictures. They're just like, yo, I'm at the gym right now. Dude, (laughs) I hate it. And then... um. It's actually interesting about 
maybe quitting too early. I'm actually reading this book by Alex Hermosi. He has a portfolio company called acquisition.com, which he makes almost $100 million total between six companies in his holding company. He started off with opening gyms and he found like the best funnel process to maintain the gym and keep retention of clients and everything. And uh, just increase revenue for the gym. So now he sells that process. So one of his books, uh, I would totally recommend it. It's called $1 million offers, 99 cents on Kindle. <laughs> he <Nice. laughs> doesn't give a shit about making money. <laughs> so in the book, he said, the more results you can get very early on, you're going to stick to the goal. That's it, true. Evidence-based like evidence-based research. So just an example for his gyms, he purposefully in the beginning, the first month or two, put pretty strict guidelines for diet and really strict workout routines. Mm. And then the clients saw such a huge change within the first month or even a little less. And then because they had that that mentality, not mentality, because they had that psychological boost, they're like, oh, this is working. Right. So then they they kept going. And then as they kept going, the diet and the workouts actually got a little easier because right. he knew that in the beginning, you have to make it really count in the beginning. Because if they see yeah. no results, you're selling something in the gym field. You're selling something that takes weeks, months to achieve. It's years. Yeah. Years. Yeah. And that takes a lot of time and people don't want to take that time. So psychologically, he's like, all right, I'm going to move every hard part in the beginning, uh, right. but still make it manageable. You're going to see a lot of change. And then we're going to actually take it slow, like slower. And a lot of people, like you retained a lot of clients that way. Speaks on um, sometimes we, we look at things or approach things the wrong way. What he did was clean up their diet, which is the most important <laughs> aspect. You know, if you're consistent in the gym, if your diet is good, you're going to see results. Hands down. You could go to the gym all you want. If what you do outside of the gym isn't right, you know, you can, it's, it's going to take longer or you may not see what you want ever. It's just yeah. a fact. Yeah. People want results like right now. And uh, that's right. super tough. And especially since we're talking about desires and trying to chase that one underlying most important desire. If people, if some people don't get results right away, they might quit way too early. Right. But in a way, maybe that way of chasing the desire, maybe that method was not the method for you. Maybe there's another method. That's true. That's true. That, that goes on for us to, we can also talk about quitting. I mean, quitting is not a bad thing at some point where you realize you can be putting your energy somewhere else suffering somewhere else and building that instead of just continuing trying on something that you really don't want or something that's really not going to go anywhere yeah naval really speaks to that in a way where in his in another part of his quote rant and on twitter right. and his book uh someone asked him how do you find your desire or how do you approach the method of of trying to get what you want so he said he said, you have to approach it in a way where you're using your own specific knowledge. What feels like play to you, but work to others. Right. What do you innately get and enjoy and go toward that way? Because everyone's right. like, well, follow your dreams and uh, yes. follow your path. Well, do what, uh, do what interests you most, which is right. in a way not wrong. It's not. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. So uh, that would be the method. But also to add something else to this is that 
maybe the method that potentially the method that you don't like to get to somewhere, maybe that's the only method. Like Navy SEAL training, just an example. Dude, no one wants to go. <laughs> Dude, who the fuck wants to go do that? It sucks. <laughs> I think I think some of those soldiers <laughs> look forward to it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt that. But yeah, right. not every path is easy to get to that no, desire. You're right. You're right. And you just sometimes have to just put your head down and just keep going forward. That's true. Um, so it's just a matter of hoping you know when to quit and when to just keep going. And just to like put words of maybe Vincent Van Gogh here. He said, I put my heart and my soul into my work and I went, I went mad in the process. Right. So he lost his mind doing his work because he was so obsessed with it. And yeah. he was so obsessed with doing it that everyone thought he was just nuts. And sometimes you might even have to get there to, yeah. to get to it. Do you have a, a number or a height that if you hit that, you'll say, did it, I'm done. Money-wise or anything, whatever, wherever that bar is, is there a point where you say, I, I did it? Probably not. <laughs> but I if, if I had to put numbers, um, I probably wouldn't. Like I would put financial numbers, like, oh, I want to hit a million. Um, right. But I know that once I get there, I won't be satisfied. Right. And I'll just, so I will put financial numbers for myself, but I know that right. nothing will be enough. Other numbers that I will really, that I would really enjoy to hit and say, oh, mm. this is fucking amazing is, yeah. is how many people we would impact with this right. podcast. So like positively. <laughs> positively, of course. So... Um, yeah, just hoping this would help somebody else. And right now, maybe in my mind, it's one person. But right. as time goes on and we get more of a following later, it'll be 10 people and then 100 right. people and then 1,000 people. And I will continuously want that number to go up, the amount of people we help. But every time we hit it, I'm going to be so fucking happy. And I'm going right. to be like, we fucking made it every fucking time. Right. I'm going to be like, we made it. We made it. We made it. We made it. You have um, to go after the low hanging fruit sometimes. Like, no, it's good setting the goals where it's not too high. Where, like you said, walking in the gym and the guy changing up the diet. Where if you said, all right, my first, my first goal is one person. Bomb. You get that one person. Now your next goal is 10 people, you know? So it feels, it feels better. It's kind of like that example you gave earlier. I don't, I don't think I have a number, you know, there is no number in my head. And I do know that as I advance up the field, I'm constantly moving the goalposts, <laughs> you know, just think back when you first started nursing and you made X amount of dollars, you said, oh, all I needed was this much more. All I need is that much more. Once you reach that, um, I guess it's like a collector people who collect sneakers, cars, watches. There is no one particular item that makes them say, all right. I collect, I, I got what I needed. It's more of a mindset where they, if they do decide to stop collecting, it's just something that they decided on by themselves. Just like, you know, I'm just stop, I'm done. Yeah. Cause I don't think you could ever really fill that cup. Yeah. I just wanted to give an example of a time that I was chasing a desire. And once I reached it, I thought it would make me happy, but it didn't at all. Um, or it did a little bit. Yeah. And then after that, I returned to my baseline of I'm not happy. I'm not sad. I'm like right in the middle. <laughs> and I didn't stay here. I think one of one of my first jobs, it was at visiting home services. And I was like, yo, I'll be 
and I was ha- way happy when I got out of it, but right. also the happiness didn't sustain. And I was like, yo, I'll be so much happier once I get the fuck out of here and once I get a hospital job. And I did it. And it, it was so hard. And I did it. Right. And it felt so good at that time. And it didn't sustain the happiness. And then I went to a period of like limbo in my mind where I was like just going out all the time, parties, drinking, and then go to work. And then outside of work, go back to parties, drinking. (laughs) It was just that perpetual cycle. And I was just lost for years. I was doing that for years. And at that moment in that time period, I was not happy. Um, I wasn't chasing any particular goals. I thought I hit the goal. I thought that was the end, right? Nope. And I never knew my, my why. Like, and it could go as deep as why am I here? Why am I drinking and partying so much? I never asked myself that. And if I kept asking myself why I'm drinking and partying so much, why? I have nothing else to do. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why do you have nothing else to do? Why don't you do anything else? At the time, nothing really interests me and I'm really comfortable. Well, why are you so comfortable? I'm not challenging myself at all. Well, how do I, why? How do I challenge myself? Like I never dug deep. It was all this superficial. I thought I was done. And then like my mind never deeply thought about what I really wanted and why I was put here on this earth. And not that you necessarily super have to go deep, but you do have to know your your desires. And I think I would have got out of that cycle a lot sooner if I just had that mindset of, I got to dig deep and like, this is, I'm unhappy. (laughs) That's why I'm drinking and partying. (laughs) You know what? I do think some of it has to do with, I mean, that's just the age where people do it too. (laughs) You know, college, right after college. Yeah, Yeah, it was your twenties. It may be a good thing that you got it out your system. You were able to enjoy it get it out your system and now you have a clear mind for for other things and you can look back in the past and say what did I really do you know otherwise you might have been you might have made that million in three years and then try to do it instead party it up I spent all that money (laughs) right (laughs) that's true and uh you have to you have to go through that um you do just those phases to really know what you want yeah, and if if I were to tell my young self this now, have a telephone, go back in time, say like eight eight years ago, more or less, right? Um, which makes me about twenty five, more or less. My young self would not listen to me right now. <laughs> like, who the fuck is this? Because right. <laughs> I had that mentality, like, yo, we're all gonna die, YOLO. <laughs> uh, right, right. <laughs> so right. I was not listening to anybody's like actionable advice for anything about life so it was just that mindset that just shielded me from anything that I had to do that took me out of my comfort zone so I wanted to be comfortable at all times right at all times me too me too definitely if you could end this what's something you would leave the people with I think know your why. So number one, you have a lot of desires. It's not going to go away. It's not that woo-woo hippie magic that your desire is the root of all evil. Dude, we all have desires. And I hate when people with these vision boards are like, I have no desires. (laughs) And they go to some yoga retreat. Not that I'm hating on that. It's just (laughs) like everyone has desires and it's okay to have desires. But what you really have to do is find that one desire to really work on. Because if you work on a bunch, 
just going to burn yourself out and you might not even grasp all of them or even some of them because you're so distributed out. So have that one desire, overarching desire that you truly want, and then think of your why. Why do you want that? And keep asking yourself why at least five to 10 times and get really down there and really think about it. And then after that, you need to pave a path to get there. So how are you going to get there? Besides Google, a really good, like actionable one is look for those who've been there already. Look for those who are there right now and ask them. And maybe you don't know anyone in your circle and you have to go out, go on LinkedIn, like see, or whoever you're, you're following on social media, message them. Ask them for actionable stuff. See what they're saying. And that's how you would find a path to get your desire. And maybe that path, maybe it's a really good path that worked for them, but maybe it might not work for you. So you also have to keep that in mind. So you'd have to try a lot of things to see if that actually works for you. Right. You have to, there's so much failure involved. And that sounds so cliche, but again, I equate this to dating. Like I equate everything to dating is <laughs> literally have to try all the paths and some might work, some might not. And that's literally the way to do it. And just something Lewis House said, proximity is greatness. So you should be at least close to your, to the person you want to be. There's so many ways to find that, even if they're not in your immediate physical vicinity. And uh, yeah. That's uh, and, that's what I would say. I don't know. Is that three things? The, I don't, that could I don't, be two, I don't know. two long things. <laughs> but that's a good note to end on. Date more and ask why. Why, <laughs> why, why? <laughs> you got to dig deep. You have to figure it out. It's a good one, man. Thanks for listening to Mind the Words. Please like and subscribe or subscribe on your favorite podcast li- listening platform and see you next week as we expand the growth mindset. Out. I was going to ask a question. I totally forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you go ahead first. To say. Wait, time out. Hold on. Sorry. Right. You're lagging oh. a bit. Um, oh, man. Can you go Tell back me. to sure. right before you were going to read that quote? So like this week's quote is, and then start from there.